What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team? This is Kaisa, and welcome to the Kaisa Fit Podcast. We are back. I'm here with the wonderful Les. Um, We are diving into, I feel like today, Les and I were talking a little bit behind the scenes. Today, I'm gearing up for this to be an intense podcast. Um, I think we have, there's... There's a layer of me that I always like to kind of like keep protected, but I feel like we're getting ready to start peeling that back. So shout out to Les for being that onion peeler. <laughs> and I'm excited to dive in today. Yeah. Thank that's you. What I'm here for. Yeah. So we're talking all about relationships from all angles, community, just the people, the people in your life that are dear to you and, mm. and what that looks like. I love it. Yeah. Let's dive in. So the first thing I would love to know. Uh, is that for your community, for the people who are like following you here for the ride, you refer to them as your team. Mm-hmm. Um, where did that come from? Why is it important that your community feels like they're a part of your team? I, I don't actually know. I don't know like actually like where, like when it even started. But yeah. ha- for people calling uh, my team followers, it feels horrible to me. Like that is not ever going to work. So I think as soon as somebody started referring to people as followers, I was like, no, 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 no. This is the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be here without them. So, um, for me, that's not even a question. Like we're all in this together. Everything that's happening, you know, is because I have the support of the team. Um, and I like to feel like, and I'm supporting them back. Like this is a relationship. This Mm -hmm. isn't like a situation where people are, you know, following me and I'm out here leading like that always has felt terrible to me. Um, And I've always been a part of a team. Like I'm a team player. I've been, you know, an athlete on a team my entire life. That's where I flourish. And so I guess it's just, that's what, that's what makes me feel the best is to know that we're all in this together and we're the team. Yeah. 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 With a capital T. (laughs) With a capital T. (laughs) Whenever it's in like articles or anything, I like go back through, I correct. I'm like, no, they are, it's a capital T. We are in this together. (laughs) Capital T. That's so good, though. And I think that that's so much more meaningful than just like using the term followers. I feel like followers feels a little, I don't know if empty is the right word, but it just, yeah, it just doesn't. Terrible. Yeah. It doesn't. And I don't think, like, I, it's crazy because, you know, people, people will say to me or write me like the kindest messages about, you know, kind of in some sense, I guess, what I mean to them. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like people mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. Like there, I get so much motivation, inspiration from the team, yeah. you know. And I think that I am where I am because of them. And so it really, it's a relationship. And yeah. on social media, when we say like, "Oh, this person," and then their followers, like that's not a relationship. That's yeah. like somebody out there doing something and then making it feel like these people that are, you know, a part of what they're doing are just like tag alongs. Yeah. And that's not the case at all. Yeah. No. It's almost like a family. Yeah, it is a family. I feel like we're one big family. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love that. So for you, in terms of your relationships, I mean, maybe it would be good to kind of continue going off of the idea of 
teams and you're someone who was an athlete for most of your life. Did you find that a lot of your earlier relationships or people you were close with were teammates? Like do teammates hold special weight to you when it comes to people you care about? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a group of girlfriends that I've known since I started uh, club soccer. So that was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, they're my best friends. I think there's this thing about sports that it brings all of these different people together for one common thing. Yeah. Um, and so for me, th- that bond that you create, like it, those are just, those are lifelong bonds. I mean, those people know everything about me because yeah. we've all stripped away everything to work towards yep. one common goal. Yeah. And, you know, I was on a team with them for like six plus years. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm all about team. Yeah. Like I, 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 wouldn't be anywhere in life if I didn't have the team of my family or the mm-hmm. team of my, you know, support or, um, you know, being able to be on athletic teams. Like yeah. teams have, teams are like a central piece of my life and have yeah. always been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's weird. We're talking about okay. it now. I never, I didn't really ever realize, I didn't realize how much teams drive everything that I do. Like I'm yeah. all, like teams are the foundation of, of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Dang just having breakthroughs wow left and right <laughs> it's so Amazing. good though it's good things like, it's like, actually this podcast is called therapy with less <laughs> now that's actually what's going on right now people <laughs> i love that though um i'm curious to hear your take on something uh that i think is challenging for most people that is making friends as an adult Ugh. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Do you find that a lot of your friendships now are still the ones that you've maintained from childhood? Have you made friends as an adult? And, like, what has that process been like for you? That's an awesome uh, and difficult question. So I have maintained some friendships from um, when I was younger. I think I've changed a lot. Yeah. And if you knew me in one aspect of my life, then you I, I you're probably not still around. But like like so my soccer, um, the girls that I knew, like they knew the real me because yeah. we were like in it together twenty four seven. Um, but I don't. A lot of other friends, as I went through the phases of my life, I've evolved and changed a lot as a human being. Yeah. And um, so no, I don't have a ton of like my childhood friends mm-hmm. <clears throat> around. Making uh, friends as an adult is extremely difficult. Yeah. I think um, I think one of the things that I learned was I had these expectations for friends that they like fulfilled everything. Yeah. And one of the biggest learning lessons for me was there's certain seasons for friends and there's certain spaces for friends and not and and being okay with what that friend offers. You know, yeah. like being okay with like you may have a girlfriend that's a great time on a you know Friday night. Like you guys have the best time out and about. She's probably not the girlfriend that you call when you're going through, you know, a difficult time and you're at home on the couch. Like yeah. and being okay with that. Yeah. I always grew up as the girl that had really, really tight girlfriends and that we were each other's like end all be all. Yeah. And so growing up and being an adult and kind of realizing like you go through life and that's not how relationships really are. Yeah. Um, I've had to start to kind of redefine what my definition of like a, re- a relationship really is with females mm-hmm. and my friends mm-hmm. around me. But I love women. I'm such a like, I just love being around women and powerful mm-hmm. women and like supporting women. Like I just, yeah. I love female energy. And yeah. so for me, it's just, I'm always out trying to like, okay, you know, but I'm also not, um, I'm not the easiest person to be friends with because, <laughs> okay, well, we're just gonna break this down real quick. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, 
Well, I get, I do, I've always been called a bitch. Like my Mm -hmm. entire life, I was called a bitch. And what was like, it was really, really hard for me to kind of accept that. But then I just, I like wore that like a crown Mm -hmm. because what ended up happening was I'm such a shy human being by nature. And I know that sounds weird because my life now is on social media, but I'm a really shy human being. And Mm -hmm. so in high school, I started to develop this personality that ended up being the bitch personality Mm -hmm. because really I was so shy and I didn't want, I just like couldn't allow people into my world. And so what was easier was to act like I didn't want them in my world in the first place. And so I walked around that way. Mm -hmm. And like, that was a lonely ass time. You know, high school was really difficult for me. Um, And I still wore that crown in college and not, I'm not saying crown is in a positive way. Like I still, I wore that, um, you know, bitch cloak and I, I wore it for a long ass time even after that. And it wasn't until I realized like that doesn't serve me. And not only does it not serve me, that is putting the worst negative energy out into the world, but it didn't change until I started working on myself and I found like my confidence and I was comfortable in, but I'm still working. I don't think I'm the most approachable person. So I've been told, so I'm Mm -hmm. still working on that. Um, but friendships, wrapping it all up, friendships in adulthood are difficult to navigate. Yeah. And the expectations of like, you have your childhood friends and you do everything with them. And like, people have lives now, you know, and like, you want to do something on a Friday night? Like, you know, it's like, people have a lot of things going on. So, and I'm traveling and I'm gone all the time. So it's just been difficult. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Something that you said that I would like love to echo is just in like the beauty and power of female friendships. Mm -hmm. And I know that I will sometimes hear some women say like they don't have female friends or they don't like being friends with other women. And whenever I hear people say that, it just like breaks my heart because I'm like, that's not for no reason. There was clearly some sort of experience or negative experience Mm -hmm. where something happened to like cause that wall to go up. But like, man, if you don't have like a good group of girlfriends, like what you're missing out on is just so tremendous. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be here without a good solid group of girlfriends and just a reality check. Like not only a support system, because I have some incredibly supportive females around me, Um, but like a reality check, which I feel like, you know, we need a lot of. And um, yeah, I I mean, point blank period, I would not be here without my girlfriends to keep me grounded and sane and to support me and and vice versa. Like I think like a healthy relationship is doing that for all of them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody out there when they were younger had some experiences with mean girls, um, maybe try Try to give some <laughs> mm-hmm. some dope ladies in your area another shot. But that kind of brings up the like it's it is I constantly think about like in Seattle like mm-hmm. cultivating community yeah. and ha- like women's groups and yeah. like trying to create something where like mm-hmm. we can all come together yep. because it is hard to meet. Yeah. Where do you where do you go to like meet your girlfriends? Yeah. Like you try to do like like minded things yeah. and hope that they're there. Yeah. Like I don't think that that's exactly the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely always been in the back of my head of just creating these fun you know yeah. girls nights. Yeah, so definitely mm-hmm. we need to get on that. Yeah, yeah, get on that for sure. Especially in Seattle, I think it can be a yeah. little. A little tricky. I've noticed in California, it's been a little bit easier. Really? Well, we have the, what we call the Seattle freeze, and it is very it's real. real. Even when you're from here, like yeah. we are, it's still yeah. real. It's so real. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah. You need to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sure. So uh, there's another thing that I would like to circle back on. Um, is that you said a little bit earlier that people often perceive you as intimidating, or that you can mm-hmm. come across as intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, 
why do you think that is? Like, is do people tell you that? Do you feel like people treat you that way? Why do you think? Why do you think that is? I mean, I think it's been a series of things um, throughout my life. I, I think early on in my life, it was because I just decided to wear that. Yeah. You know, like that was more mm-hmm. comfortable for me to keep yeah. people at bay. Yeah. I wasn't it was a protection. It was You're my protection. Yourself. That's exact word. Yeah. yeah, I was not in a space to allow people in. And yeah. so that was kind of what I wore. Yeah. Um, my resting bitch face is scary. <laughs> like, that's just a fact. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, to- I am told a lot that I'm intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know all the reasons why, but yeah. I definitely work on trying not to be and, you know, trying trying to let go of everything in my past that led me to where I was and why I need to do those things is still a process though, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think it's always a self-reflection piece. Well, are you walk, how do you walk into rooms? Yeah. You know, like how do you, you know, communicate with people? Like what's, what's your attitude? What's your demeanor? And I feel like over the past few years, like working on that, I would hope that the majority of people that meet me don't have that to say now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I was recently talking to a girlfriend um, who kind of experiences the same thing. She gets told often that she's intimidating and she was frustrated. And she was like, I don't understand. Like, I don't want to have to change who I am to be more, you know, like palatable. And I was like, obviously, we've been besties for a long time. I think you're amazing. I don't think you need to change who you are. Mm. It's just maybe like understanding understanding how things are perceived or understanding and I'm not saying this is for you but just for it's what I told her and maybe other people who are struggling this with this because I think you're in a space where you have more awareness of that but just understanding like hey if you have your body language be a certain way like it doesn't mean that you need to change who you are but just be aware of the message that that gives off totally doesn't mean you have to change anything totally but I think one of the biggest things for me was I wasn't now Mm -hmm. I feel pretty good about who I am and coming into situations and this and that back then I knew so like when people said to me like you're a bitch it didn't even affect me because I was like I yeah like that's the outfit I'm wearing (laughs) you better see me like that you know and I knew that was my protection thing and I knew that that was my own issue so then you know working on letting all that down I think that now I do feel like more what you're saying Mm -hmm. is you know now if 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 you can't handle, you know, me or this mm-hmm. and that, like I, I am trying to self-reflect, yep. but at the yep. same point in time, I'm not for everybody. Yep. Like it's just the way that it is going to be, you know, yeah. it's yeah. how life is. Yeah. And I would love to talk about that too. Yeah. On the flip side of also not dimming your own light. If people, yeah. because sometimes, sometimes there can be some things with like resting bitch face and stuff where, <laughs> where it's like, okay, maybe we can like be aware of that. But then also sometimes people being quote unquote intimidated by mm-hmm. us is a reflection of their own insecurities mm-hmm. and we can't manage Amen other people's insecurities if something about us kind of triggers that amen. for them. No, amen. I think amen, <laughs> period. <laughs> um, period. I think one of the biggest things, though, is just constantly, again, I feel like, less this is always, we go back to this, mm-hmm. is knowing yourself. Yep. And if you're walking into spaces yep. and you're in relationships with people and you're being, you know, truly your authentic self, yeah. that's that's all that you can do. Yeah. And if people can't handle that, then, then they're not, then they shouldn't be in that space with you, yeah. you know? And I think that that's okay. What happens though is a lot of times we don't walk into those spaces mm-hmm. as our true authentic selves yeah. and that's where the issue comes. And yeah. I think, so my first thing is always double checking and making sure like, well, how did you enter that space or how did you enter that relationship, yeah. you know? And did you enter it as yourself or did you enter it like all of a sudden you thought you had like bad bitches had to come through mm-hmm. and you were scary, Kaisa. Like, so that's where first is a self-check-in mm-hmm. and then the next thing is, that's fine. Yeah. Then then we're not meant to to be in the same space together and that's okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that is totally okay. Yeah. And I think part of like growing up 
it's like being okay with not everyone liking us and realizing oh, we're not for everyone. One thousand. Which is so hard. I couldn't, I couldn't agree. And especially like I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. And I think, and I, I like for a lot of my life, I ended up being a chameleon to be whatever, like, okay, cool. You need me like this. Cool. Yeah. You need me like this. Cool. And until I got into the space, I was like, no, yeah. like, that's not even me. That yeah. doesn't work for me. That doesn't yeah. serve me. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's not serving you either. Yeah. So I think it's definitely, we are for some people, we're not for others. Just like certain people are for us and mm-hmm. certain and others aren't. Yeah. Like, it's the same way. Yeah. And not to be, if you're being who you truly are, then not to take it in any type of way other than that's just the way that it is. And that's how it's, you know, what it's meant to be. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You're not for everybody. I'm not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. I don't want to be. It sounds exhausting. Yeah, true that. <laughs> um, I would love to switch gears a little bit, kind of still along the lines of talking about kind of being perceived as intimidating. So I feel like we did kind of do a good deep dive on that in terms of friendships. Um, do you find you have that same experience when it comes to dating and has that impacted like your dating life as being perceived as intimidating? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a major eye roll. But um, yeah, that's the number mm-hmm. one thing that I always get. And it's been a huge, I think, you know, we've touched on this a little bit, but it's been a huge struggle because you, like, as a female, like, you're, you're, I feel like I'm weighing these things. Okay, let me be less intimidating. And what is told as more feminine, which fuck those motherfuckers that say this, Mm -hmm. be more feminine, be softer, be more approachable. So basically dim your whole entire motherfucking shine so that a man can come along and feel okay about the situation that they're in with you. Yeah. And like, fuck that shit. Yeah. Like, that's literally yeah, what I've been totally. told my whole life. Yeah. And and I did it. Mm-hmm. I dimmed my motherfucking light and was in, and eventually we'll get to this, was in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And I've been there, done that. I don't need to do that again. Like, yeah. it didn't, that did not work for me. That yeah. served nobody. Yeah. And so I think, you know, coming, it's, it's a constant evolution of being, sometimes I'm okay with it and sometimes I'm not. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I constantly remind myself, like, I am happy with who I am. I mean, I'm constantly evolving, but like the work that I've done and where I'm at now, like I'm happy with that. I feel good about who I am. And when the person is right, he'll come into my life or I'll come into his. And until then it is what it is. And one of the biggest things for me um, a few years ago was realizing, so like children, Mm -hmm. like I want children. Mm -hmm. Like I've always imagined having like a team full of children. (laughs) Um, I don't think that's going to happen now, but One of the biggest things, especially like as women, because that's always on our mind, I told myself like, I'm not going to sacrifice anything to be able to have that. What's going to happen is if I'm 50 years old and I want a child, like I'll adopt a child. That's totally fine. I can do whatever I want to do at my own time. But for me, because I am a teammate, I'm like, my partner has to be a real partner in life. Totally. And uh, yes, I may have high expectations, mm-hmm. but I'll give you a lot as well. Yeah. And so, like, I'm a damn good teammate. So Boom. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like, you know, when that time is right, it will happen. But it's a daily, it's a it's a daily conversation. I can't say it's a daily struggle. It's a daily conversation inside of my head of yeah. like, damn, yeah. life is lonely right now. Yeah. Like, you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. I so get that. And I think a lot of it, too, is a lot of our conditioning as women that we receive mm-hmm. because I don't – I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've am i never been, like, a man, and so I don't know how men feel, but I've been in a lot of rooms where men talk and they forget that I'm there, and so mm-hmm. I hear them talk amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And I very rarely have heard conversations where, like, a single dude is like, man, I'm still single. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't they – don't, 
take it personally in that way. Even if they're still longing for connection or want that, it's not they don't see it as like their own shortcomings as to whereas women we're told there's something wrong with, wrong us, with us if we're not totally. chosen. I mean, so we need to change and modify who we are. That difference between not to sum up all men and women, but that it, yes. difference yeah. about men and women carries over into a lot of things. It in does. Life, you know, into yes. business and everything else. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we should learn a little bit of a lesson from that though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I genuinely, I mean, and I have to tell myself this all the time, but I genuinely feel like I have done a lot of work to get to the place to be like, I feel good about who I am as a female, what I bring into a partnership, a relationship. And when the time is right, as cliche as it sounds, then then that human being will be there. And until then, there's not a lot I can do. Like, I can totally settle for less, Mm -hmm. but that's not in any part of my makeup. Yeah. And especially in the most, you know, intimate relationship, why would yeah. I be settling for less? Not gonna oh happen. My gosh. And it's like like earlier, it serves no one because no it's one. gonna create a really unhealthy situation. Totally. And I've done that before. Yeah. I've experienced that. I don't I don't need to go back there. And yeah. I think for me, I do I think that there is also a piece of and I will um own my role and I think in being a single female. Mm-hmm. And I think a piece of that is I I do have a hard time letting people in. Like there's been, you know, things, situations in my past, everything, everybody has situations in their past that lead them to who they are today. But so there's constantly struggles for me to be vulnerable and allow people in. And so I think at the same point in time as I'm saying, you know, like, well, somebody's just going to have to accept me. Well, I also need to accept myself, you know, fully and be working on being able to be a little bit more vulnerable and allow people to come in. Um, But so it's all a work in progress. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everyone is a work in progress. (laughs) totally (laughs) for the rest of our lives always and also and then I'll get off my soapbox about this (laughs) but I think it's also really interesting which I've had this experience also as a single woman also as a single woman who is like focused a lot on like working on myself and working through those things when you meet people who aren't though it is real unappealing I'm like I just did all this work and healed all this trauma and now you still over here with all this un no (laughs) And it, no. and it like shot because you, it like just worked on that. It just yep. like, it's like a red beeping yep. light, like all the red flags. Like, no, 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 no. Hard <laughs> like, pass. Yes. Hell no. Hard pass. <laughs> ain't going to go down that road. No. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to undo all this work that I just did. No. Yeah. Especially because, and I think it can be so easy to want to try to fix people or guide them through that. They have to do that themselves. Totally. Oh, yeah. Oof. Well, that's a whole nother, like, wanting yeah. to get into situations because we like to fix people. But, yeah. And that's in my just, nature as well. So yeah. big somewhere. red flags there as well. Yeah. yeah. So are you okay talking about some of your past experiences, maybe when you were, yeah. like, dimming your light and what happened and yeah. when you tried to fix people and realized that that's not? Yeah. I uh, I don't know how deep we want to go, but I was definitely in not a healthy relationship in college. Yeah. Um, and that was just, I mean, I've had a handful of like what I would like pinpoint as kind of like my struggle times. Yeah. Um, it was like a four year long relationship and it was just a really, really deep, dark time. Yeah. And I think for me, so much of what I got out of that relationship was how much I had let myself down. Yeah. Um, and so as I eventually got out of that and, you know, therapy and everything else, my struggle was really how the hell like this quote unquote, strong, you know, independent woman. Like, how did I get so low to be in that space? And then how did I, this strong woman, not have the strength to get out of this? And I think it just, it rocked my 
world. And I had no, I couldn't pinpoint it on any reason of why I got into that. I couldn't pinpoint on any reason why I allowed everything to happen for so long, why I couldn't get out of it. Yeah, Um, yeah, it was like, it was was extremely damaging. I mean, I I still work through all the things that I had gone through at that time. Yeah. They're a big piece of me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think in situations like that, I mean, being in that sort of situation or being in it for an amount of time, I think is no indicator of your strength. Like Mm -hmm. that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you like weren't a strong person. It's like those things, they have such a strong pull. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of those situations happen gradually where things layer and they build. And so you get to a point where you're like, how did I even get here? Mm -hmm. Um, That is, I just really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Well, I think it's important. I think yeah. I think that people can make up stories. Like mm-hmm. I'll just take me for example, but you know, people get to see a lot of my life, but yeah. they don't really see a lot of my life. Yeah. And so they can make up, you know, stories about me and I think it's important and again I said I was saying it before, but like peeling the onion layers back yeah. because there's, you know, our lives are not most of the time what people kind of perceive them to be. And I think that you know, I have gone through so many very real struggles that a lot of women have gone through. And um, at the end of the day, like my strength and being, you know, connected to myself was the only thing that got me out of that and is the reason, you know, why I'm here. So um, again, I feel like I always go back to that, the tool, you know, my power tool, which is movement, Mm -hmm. but like anybody, you know, finding your tools that are really your thing or things that help you connect to yourself so that no matter what's going on, no matter, you know, if you're in situations and you can't get out of or anything that's going on in the world, like you have that and you have that tool. And if you're connected to yourself, like anything is possible, anything is possible. Yeah. But I think that one of the the scariest things is not being connected to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and especially for me in that relationship, I mean, I was so removed. Exactly what you're saying. Like it happened over time. Yeah. But by the time, you know, you're three plus years in, I was so removed from who I was. Yeah. I was probably unrecognizable from yeah. who I was as, you know, a young woman. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, it was literally just basically that I had movement to keep bringing me back, keep bringing me back. Yeah. And, and my team. Yeah. And my family. And my yeah. mom. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure in that came so many lessons that you take with you. A million. Yeah. A million. Yeah. 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 Hard Mm -hmm. lessons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always have to learn things the hard way. I'm like, (laughs) why do I have to learn them the hard way? Can I just learn them the easy way? But I've never been like that. But Yeah. yeah, definitely. But I think circling that all back around, I think that I always think it's important to self-reflect before Mm -hmm. we go outwards and say things, you know. And so, you know, a big topic of today was being single and what that life is like. Well, that felt like a big topic because that was just a scary topic for me. But um, I think a big piece of it is also being able to Mm self-reflect, to know that, like, I actually, I need to work on a lot of the baggage that I bring into certain Mm -hmm. situations and being able to work on being vulnerable and knowing that and like trusting myself and knowing that if I allow, you know, the next person that I allow into my life, that I trust myself enough to know that if I trust them, then it's, then it's an okay situation. Or I have the skills if it's not an okay situation Mm -hmm. now to get out of it. And I think that's one of the the big things that I'm working on now, you know, trusting myself and being willing to be vulnerable. Ooh, that's so good. Girl, I need to work on that too. So scary. (laughs) 
so scary. It is. It is. It's scary, but it's also so important. It's so important because one of the, one of the things about human beings is like, we are, we're partners in nature. Like we're better human beings in partnership. And I'm not saying like, oh, that you have to be like in a romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. but like in partnerships, in friendships, in everything, like you are challenged in yeah. partnerships. You are made mm-hmm. to be a better per. Like you are made in relationships. Yep. Like you step up to the plate yeah. if you're in healthy ones. Let yes. me just say that. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's like I don't want to live this life alone. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. not. I want partnerships. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. But you also have to be do- willing to do the work to yeah. be in those partnerships. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at right now. Is like it's really easy to be like, oh yeah, I'm busy, or oh yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, they think I'm too intimidated. Like whatever. Like to put all the onus on them mm-hmm. instead of being like, well. Actually, like, I'm not that, I am busy, but like, I will make time for somebody or like, instead of saying I'm intimidating, why don't I work on that? You know, let me let my guard down a little bit and let people in. So lots of self-work going on over here. Yeah. 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 Which is so, I mean, self-work is the best work. Amen. (laughs) Mic drop. Les just keeps coming with the bombs. I like know. we got I don't know where these things come from. All the quotables. <laughs> Somebody better be writing them down in the background. We'll transcribe it. Yes. We'll get it. We'll yes. get it transcribed. Um, amazing. So there was one other thing that we kind of mentioned earlier that I would love to circle back to is also uh, feeling like we can fix people, mm. trying to like fix other people mm-hmm. or help other people through their self-worth. Mm-hmm. What have your experiences with that been like? Well, that's interesting because I'm totally a fixer. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the key things that I started to learn about myself though is I wanted to fix everybody else because I didn't want to look at myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. let me just fix you mm-hmm. so that your problems are made bigger than my problems right yeah. now. Um, I think, I think I'm innately a caretaker. Like, yeah. I'm even I'm in an industry that's yeah. caretaking. Like, yeah. that is who I am as a human being. But one of the biggest things is learning that you really cannot fix people. I mean, I got into mm-hmm. the the relationship that we were previously talking about. I got into that because I, you know, I thought there was a piece of me that could fix him. And yeah. I think that that is a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, everybody needs to do their own work on their own time. Yeah. And most of the time we have our own work to be doing anyway. So yeah. we have no business all mm-hmm. up in other people's business. Yeah. Um, and like working on a, a lot of times what I thought I brought to relationships mm-hmm. was the fact that I could caretake and fix you. Like it was almost like my, I thought that was my strength. Like yeah. I thought that was my worth. Yeah. And so doing my own work and yeah. finding my own self-worth way past that mm-hmm. um, so that I know when I show up to a relationship, like I'm not there to fix you. I'm yeah. there to meet you half halfway yeah. and you can meet me. And if you can't, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It. I think it's a really interesting shift because I've had very similar situations where I used to think like, Kind of like, you know, build a bear where I'm like, build a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're kind of taught that that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've learned that that doesn't really work. Mm-mm. And I've had almost every romantic relationship that I've had, I realized that with those former partners, I help them level up in some way. And then it ends and then they're out living their best lives. They get their dream job. They go to grad school. All this because I helped them do that. You were their sports And I'm like, well, who's helping me level up? Or who's leveling up to meet me so that we can level up together? Like, why am I... But okay, Les, we're going to dive deep right now or turn on the boy. (laughs) One of the most fascinating things that I have learned about myself is, but really, was I okay with somebody that pushed me and like really pushed me to level up? Was, Mm -hmm. am am I okay accepting that? Or do I actually walk around like, 
almost in some sense, like, no, I'm good up here. Y'all yeah. need to level up to me. Yeah. And that has been the biggest shift yeah. in my, okay, Kaisa, like, if you like do the actions, mm-hmm. if you say this is what you want, yeah. then like be willing to accept that. When mm-hmm. when when somebody comes into your life yeah. and they're pushing you yeah. and they're like, you know, wanting you to like do better or do more or do yeah. all these things, like, are you in a space where you can accept that? Are you Ooh. in a space where you're like, no, I'm good? Ooh. And that was really, for me, that's been Ooh. one of my, because I want, <laughs> I am a partner person. Like yeah. it makes me feel so alive when yeah. I have somebody that pushes me, you know, that like pushes me to do more, yeah. knows that I have more inside of me. Yeah. Um, but then, but then it's also like, you know, life's easy when it's yeah. just yourself mm-hmm. and nobody's pushing you. So mm-hmm. are you willing, you know, and ready to accept that type of human being? Mm. Oof. That's a good question. Oof, I know. Girl, I don't know. We I ain't got to answer. I know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if I've met anybody who I have felt challenged me in that way. Mm. So I don't even know how I would react in mm. that situation. Mm. It's a scary to think about. But I'm glad that you asked that question because now I'm like, woo. And I'm going to bring it all the way back around <laughs> to our manifestation podcast because yeah. I think a lot of times, like for me personally, I'm manifesting the type of human being yeah. that I think that I'm comfortable with. Mm. And I don't think that comfortable is the way that I want to be in a partnership. And so for me, a big piece of like working on things is manifesting, you know, the human being that is going to elevate me or push me or motivate me. And I think that's where my, my mindset needs to shift. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's a whole My mind is blown. (laughs) That is next time. We got to deep dive. Like, yeah. Like what are we actually manifesting? Yeah. Yeah, especially in relationships and partnerships, because I Mm -hmm. think there's so much for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe there's men listening to this, but as females, kind of to deep dive into this relationship-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And being okay with asking for everything that we want in a partnership. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, unapologetically. Unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, also being so firm in our value to be like, hey – yeah. You're getting you're getting all this. Here's here's what I'm getting in return. Exactly. And if you can't give it to me, <laughs> and sorry. Existing is the bare minimum. Yes. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. I know that that was like incredibly personal and I'm sure not easy to talk about at mm-hmm. different parts, but I think there's so much in that that so many people can relate to and appreciate and take to apply to their own lives or tap into that strength that they needed when mm. they hear it. And so I just really appreciate you sharing all yeah. that you did. I always appreciate creating my safe space. So thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate anybody, you know, tuning in and listening and, yeah. you know, being a part of the journey and allowing me to be. I think one of my big goals moving forward is being more vulnerable. So yeah. anybody that's listening is allowing me to be more vulnerable. Yeah. And um, and it's like, you know, you're almost watching. These are like my therapy sessions, yeah. watching, you know, the onion layers get peeled back. Yeah. And it's the most healthiest thing that I can do for myself. So I appreciate everybody listening and being here yeah part of the team that's what teammates do amen (laughs) team thank you so much for being a part of the kaisa fit podcast and a major thank you to my girl les from balance black girl podcast for making this dream a reality you can go check us out at kaisafit.com and if you have a moment leave a review on apple podcast this is new and i would love to hear what you think Thanks again for joining us.